don't know if you could hear me for that. Alright, so I'm not sure if you could have heard me because I clicked the button wrong. Uh, Mark and Patrick and I are going to show up in a few minutes, but uh, we're going to leave this counter on screen to make sure that we're not late. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, that's just me turning off my video, not ending the stream.
Greetings! Hello, hello. Hey, that's my headphones. You can't eat that. Especially now that you have a tooth. <laughs> Are we live? We're live. Nice. I don't know if uh, if my uh, improv filling in for you on the uh, intro announcement worked or not, because I wasn't on screen. Like, I know oh. we're never on screen when it happens, but the app said, you're not on screen, people can't hear you, but I'm the first one in the room, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to watch the replay and find out. That we will. Yeah. What's up, Moto? You ready to watch uh, Elon and crew tell us about the stock? <laughs> find out how your inheritance is going to go? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If your college will be funded or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we're on the PC, so this is back. But oh, I'm on a 2K camera because they didn't just remove the ability to flip the camera from the uh, Mac. Uh-oh. I lost you. Am I still on? Hey, people. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, we still, that was weird. Are we still live? I can't, I can't see the uh, stream. I will go check. And while you're checking on that, so um, so the camera's still upside down, but rather than come up with a software solution like I did on the Mac, I said, eh, I've got this camera that this Chinese company wanted me to review that uh, is just sitting on the monitor yes. as well. Okay, good. We are back live. Good. And they can hear us, right? Well, I mean, I guess so if we can hear each other. I, I don't know. I wouldn't trust that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, Tesla investor newsletter is already out. Oh, let me read it. Yeah, so uh, we've got uh, 17 minutes to uh, until the big event. So if you can share that, we can go through the highlights. Yeah, let's do that. Let me pull it up. IR.Tesla.com. Yeah, yeah. Download. All the good stuff. I wish... Every company just made it that easy. Right. IR. <laughs> dot company name. Dot whatever your extension board. I, I, I noticed that all the Muscos have really useful. Like you don't have to like go to the homepage and click on links. If you know where you're going, you can yeah. just type it in. Uh, right. But Model S Shop. is funny because it shows up as models. <laughs> it always has models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right, want some so models? That's where you go shopping. Models. <laughs> These are the models we have. Oh, this is only one car. <laughs> all right. What page am I looking at? <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, just yeah, let's let's go through this one right here. Um, operating cash flow less capex, in other words, free cash flow of three point three billion in Q three. So uh, yet another record quarter, because that's what Tesla does. Eleven of the last twelve, I guess now twelve of the last thirteen quarters have been record quarters. Yeah. Yeah. So in the summary section there, you can see. Um, Record revenue, operating profit, and free cash flow. In the last 12 months, our free cash flow exceeded $8.9 billion. Good gracious. Operating margin of 7.2%, which 7.2 um, is is industry leading, if not the best. Um, but I expected it to be higher uh, because they've been uh, raising prices. Right. But I, I think but later we'll see in here that they had that um, they the had costs have gone up so China. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, those those two things. Um, the prices are not as high in China, and and their costs gone up. So that uh, even with that, they still have seventeen point two percent. 
Not so bad. That, that's, yeah. That is really good stuff. So, uh, this one, let's just hit a few of the highlights here. Okay. Um, top line, automotive revenue. And the one that, that matters is uh, our Q3 here. Um, so, if you look at the, the far right column is year over year. So, 55% growth from Q3 of last year to Q3 of this year. That's incredible. And that is incredible. Yeah, for they're already a big company, and they're still growing at this rate. It, when you're small, it's easy to grow uh, high percentages. Yes. But it, it, let's just... Um, that was the uh, automotive revenue, and then the, the first one in the next group, total revenue, that is up 56%. So, and then if you go down to their adjusted EBITDA, 55%. So on the key metrics, they are growing uh, incredibly well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so this is just digging into the, the same stuff in more detail. Total revenue grew 56% year over year, just like we just said uh, for Q3. Revenue was impacted by the following items. Growth in vehicle deliveries, of course. Uh, how do you get revenue? You sell stuff. So they right. sell more stuff. <laughs> Increase in ASPs year over year. So we just talked about how their average selling price um, was up. But then again, it uh, ASP decreased sequentially as per the prior quarters ASP was driven down by limited Shanghai production. So uh, uh. Shanghai is their, one of their most efficient factories. And so uh, Low cost, cost of labor too. vehicles is going to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the fact that they had some shutdowns in Q2. Um, like so a whole month Q3, and change, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's um, with within. There's always vehicles that uh, are produced in one quarter, sold in the next. Yeah. Well, plus there's the whole matter of while you're shut down, now you've got a backlog at the port. Mm-hmm. Plus stuff that should have already been in transit is not. Right. I don't know what this negative FX impact is. I don't know what that line. What's the FX? That's a good question. Yeah. If anybody in the chat knows what. FX refers to. Oh, here we go. Maybe that's their new model. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Superchargers and 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 uh, and storage. Oh, and store locations. So they've added 16% new stores. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 32% I, superchargers, which we've seen, which is nice. Right. Yes. And then people keep saying, "Oh, what about the uh, the fossil fuel plants, the nuclear, and blah blah blah." Well, 13% more solar. And remember, mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. year they outclassed everything they used. Uh, even at people's homes with solar. So right. if they can keep that up, then that'll be the case again this year. Yeah, it's nice to see solar's... I wish it was more like 50% growth. like some of the Yes, because then it would match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, they, they can't continue to keep bragging that they, uh, the solar's produced enough. Uh, if, if vehicles are growing at 50% and solar's only growing at 13%, that they're not going to be able to catch up for too much longer. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Unless the factories get a lot more efficient, um, right? See. But the batteries, oh, but also the factories yeah. don't use Tesla Solar; they use uh, uh, third-party vendors. Oh, yeah, good point. They use Tesla Storage, but not Tesla Solar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they could still be there if they got Texas and and Nevada up enough. 
Yeah, those are some big roofs, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And some of the uh, big supercharger locations that they're doing, they're going to have solar on those as well. Oh, yeah. Which may not be Tesla solar. It might not be, yeah. That would make sense, too. Yeah. Um, it seems like every parking lot should have solar carports. Yeah. It protects you from the rain, gives you some shade in the summer, uh, and... And turns your, your cost... Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's not capital, is it? It's a fixed cost. It yeah. is a capital. Into yeah. into a productive cost. Right. Yes. Instead of just sitting there and not doing anything for you, it's producing. Yeah. Instead, instead of having to like resurface it every five to ten years, now now you get to resurface it, and it made you some money. <laughs> right. It might pay for its own resurfacing. <laughs> yeah. There's Mark Coglin. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, some technical difficulties on my end. For whatever reason, a port on the computer stopped working, uh -oh, and the uh -oh. camera completely crapped out on me. So oh, I had to go. Camera. <laughs> I had to switch. Yeah. I I moved from another computer, so oh. that's why I'm late. Yeah. Okay. And then and then the reason the time was off was I I read the text this time instead of the Eastern time, even though I lined it up correctly and I went to copy from screen to screen and. Uh, I failed miserably. Uh, I am also on a different computer because the RAM failed on my Mac, so that's, that's why I'm back on the PC. Oh, lots of technical difficulties. All yeah. sorts of fun today for yeah, a live yeah. stream that we tried for the first time in a while. In a while. They, um, they got the... At they a different the, time, that is. That, that too, yeah. They got the machine this morning at like 8, eight o'clock, they emailed me, and then um, they didn't ask for a password or anything when I tried to send it in, so uh, I don't know what they're testing if they already told me they're going to replace it, but... I guess that's a process. Can you let go of my headphone cord, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before Mark got on, she was trying to eat it. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, so stay on that screen for a moment. Autopilot so full self-drive? Yeah, exactly. Uh, full self-driving uh, miles there. Check that out. The uh, You can see the exponential growth. So they are getting more and more data. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of the cool things we learned at AI Day is if there's something they're interested in, whatever it is, um, bicyclists or campers or um, strange intersections, that they can ask the fleet for that data yeah. and then get back clips of that data. So anything that they're trying to fix, they can collect lots and lots of data. And the, the more cars they have running this, the more in their fleet, the more access they have to that data. And... Data is what solves these problems. The neural nets, the, the more data you can throw at them, the more layers you can have, the, the, the better the results. There you go. Uh, so I like oh, this yeah. part right here. They're getting ready to transition um, to, the, to the Tesla profiles in the cloud. Yes. I hope that they yes. don't forget us legacy owners again. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the people who bought a legacy car in 2022. Those people are screwed. Because they paid yeah, extra I, I, and they I, got I, I nothing. Don't know that, I don't know that they're screwed, but the, well, I mean, Tesla obviously doesn't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's a perfect example. They, on the screen, you're showing the um, the new energy consumption graphs. We don't get that. And, and yeah, I, I was just looking, and, and I have a 2016 Model X. I don't have that feature, but yeah. uh, the energy graph I have isn't bad. So this one's just better. Right. Um, so, and I still get updates. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Tesla doesn't care, and I'm screwed. That's that's hyperbole. Come on. Okay. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> it is a little bit of an exaggeration, but simple stuff that has no reason to be excluded, like remote sentry view, which has nothing to do with the fact that our screens are facing the wrong way. Come on, Tesla. Mm. 
And, and mm-hmm. at least say, hey, you know, it's on the, it's, we're going to do it within three versions, but you guys are not a priority. Say that. Don't say, oh, it's impossible, because just like they say, it's well, impossible to roll up my windows, and then I got a third-party app that can roll my windows up. Right. After, and, and before the third-party app, I, I watched my technician roll my windows up through his daggum laptop. So clearly, there's mm-hmm. a mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean, you've done software development. Uh, I have, if, I have. If, if, yeah, the, anytime you start digging into that old stuff, sometimes things break you didn't anticipate, and then you have to do extra six weeks of work to, to get everything just back together again with the new right. feature in there. And but, but so the, lo- the testing, the validation, the, the low priority yeah. versus impossible. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And Im- impossible makes people feel better. Oh, okay. it makes me upset when when, when yeah. <laughs> For the, for don't lie to me. People who don't know, it's the it's the easier way to tell them that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, fair telling enough. someone I don't care about you, you don't matter. Uh, is this is not? A, well, that's what I get when they lie. That's never a good, right. uh, yes. a good response. Yes. <laughs> You're not my priority, right, oh, man? <laughs> that hurts. Saying, "Oh, I'd really like to do it." Oh, we lost Casey. Casey again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's uh, it's kind of interesting that the um, uh, Elon didn't like that. There oh, <laughs> we go. We're All right, somebody check the stream. Make sure it's on. Have you got a baby touching the uh, remote? No, she's just <laughs> yanking on my ear, which is audio only. So stream's still going. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, anytime it flashes like that, let me know if the stream stream stops because. Uh, that's happened before. I'm mute it, but keep it running over there just so I can check. All right. Um, storage. Oh, thank God. Look at storage. Yeah. Storage jump. Not... Well, that's that's because they're starting to make more batteries, right? Uh, yeah. They yes. finally unloaded that field outside of Giga, Giga, Giga Nevada. <laughs> it, yeah, they've been in constraint. So uh, Eric had the question about foreign exchange. And I do think that is addressed in here. They said the dollar is getting stronger. Well, he was asking if that was uh, the the FX um, abbreviation. <laughs> oh, foreign exchange. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but you yes, go to Mars with that feature of yes. Exactly, Eric. <laughs> the, US, the U.S. dollar is getting more uh, strengthened uh, as time goes along here. So that's not well, I mean, either. The U.K. shot themselves in the foot, so yeah. they, they helped us along. <laughs> Yeah, China's economy is not doing great either. They've had some stumbles. Well, I mean, if you want an American system, you got to go all out. You can't just try and pick and choose it. <laughs> Which is what they tried to do uh, and continue to try. But yes. uh, it's, uh, that energy storage is, is a, a great sign that the other side of the business is now growing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. before, they were artificially constraining it based on the batteries mm-hmm. needed to be used in the cars. Yeah. So... Uh, mm-hmm. the, the cars were obviously uh, their first on the list, uh, and, uh, and energy storage was second. So it's good to see they're starting to grow here. And, of course, that's also combined with some of the information we've received that you can now buy a, um, a power wall without having a solar installed. Again. So these, these are other things showing that uh, the constraints are a little bit off uh, compared to what they were a year ago. Yeah, it also makes sense when you consider that um, that they don't do traditional advertising. So uh, one person with solar on their roof is going to bring in maybe two more customers, whereas one car rolling around town is going to bring in maybe 20 customers. Hmm. Good point. With the same chips that you need because, you know, they, they go for commodity chips. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, you know, the power conversion, they, they're all converting the same power, so. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Now, look, so the forward-looking... I, I haven't looked... Um, what did the market think? Because uh, this came out right after close. So it did, all, yeah. I didn't look at that part. I just know that the market usually uh, seems to think that they're better than they are. But at the same time, uh, also saying that they're terrible and they'll never catch up. It's like, well, if they told you they're going to do 225 and they do 250, that sounds like a win to me. Oh, no, they were supposed to do 260. Like, who said? We did. Oh, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> right. So after hours, it looks like it's down to about 214 or in closed at 222. That's so, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the market's supposed to be forward-looking, which what made me think about it is that we got to this outlook. So uh, what is it that on this page right here that we have on the screen that made uh, people think that it's, it's, it should be down uh, 10, 10, 9, 10 points? That's a good question. So oh, just setting record after record wasn't good enough, huh? Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's expectations, right? Like that's Wall Street runs its own expectations, uh, always has uh, yeah, on mm -hmm. every stock. And uh, they're they're playing devil's advocate, saying that uh, Tesla's uh, expectations are a little bit lower than what they should be, and therefore the stock suffers from. But at the same time, they they say if they if they can't if they can't meet uh, if they're suggesting that Tesla does you know is, is having problems, then why make it harder than Tesla says that they can do? It's like, oh yeah, they're going to extra fail this week because they feel they're sandbagging. That's why. Right, right. But I'm saying, if, if if you're saying that they don't think you don't think they can meet the number they that they can do, but you set a target higher than what they set, and then complain that they didn't no, meet either number. Right. <laughs> well, well, again, the analysts are saying we are better at analyzing Tesla as a company than Tesla themselves are. That's what they're saying. If only they were that, actually that good. Yeah, and and certainly some companies play that game where yeah. they'll they'll. They'll sandbag by saying, "Ah, oh, we're you know we're really going to make this many units," uh, and the market says you should be able to do more because of your past performance. Right, especially if they they if they're off like every quarter, like you know this is just like oh they're they don't want to look bad in front of the in front of the world or something. I, I get that, but like when when you've got ones where they they're pretty good at it, then it just feels a little weird to. Suggest that you know better when you don't even understand how half of their business works. Well, I'm not saying they do know better. I'm just saying that's what they're doing. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But of course, no that way. might be like Dunning Kruger. Like you know, hey, you know, they 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 don't know that they don't know how energy and and solar work or, so, or storage and energy work. Or AI or yeah. So yeah, AI. Go, go back to that. Um, there was something at the near the very end, and I wonder if this is what um, the market didn't like. We're making progress on the industrialization of Cybertruck, which is currently planned for Texas production subsequent to the Model Y ramp. So, how's that bad? Um, well, uh, it does. It just says after Model Y. It doesn't say when. In yeah, exactly. It doesn't say when. So but it didn't. It didn't say they delayed you, from what right. they already told us from the last delay. Right. It could be a hint at it. If I, I was trying to figure out what is negative here. So I'm trying to read it in the most negative light. And in the most negative light, you could take that as, oh, oh man, it's only going to be after that. Who knows how long that'll take. Right. Uh, but again, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Is my camera know. shaking on the stream? Is it not seeing it shake on, on in person or in the uh, the streamer's stage? It looks fine. Okay, maybe it's just 
the way they're presenting it back to me. It's yeah. jumping like crazy. <laughs> no, it's oh, not yeah. jumping at all. You're good. Yeah. So <clears throat> the other thing is that is that uh, the last the last um, sentence in there is about the semi rollout yeah. starting yes uh, in December of this year, and some of the stories that we uh, posted on the Tesla Life uh, Twitter feed uh, this week uh, showed more of that. Uh, there was a there was a VIN decoder uh, that came up mm-hmm. uh, that showed uh, production amounts. And then there was a photograph taken, an aerial photograph uh, taken where the trucks are being made, and someone counted. There's 24 of them. Uh, oh wow! Wow! And we only know for sure that that uh, that uh, Pepsi's getting two of them. Right. Right. So we're not sure if uh, if these are all just prototypes, if these are testing modules, but there were 24 of them in a lot uh, behind the factory. So. Uh, Obviously, that's a lot more than I expected uh, that would mm-hmm. be sitting out uh, here we are mid-October. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many of those Tesla's going to be dog booting. Yeah. Yeah. Good could point. Be. Could be that they're using them for parts. It could be that these are some uh, prototypes that they have made and know that these particular ones aren't going forward uh, in the development process. Could be a number of things. Do they have to crash test? Oh yes, that size. That if they, if they want a rating, they do. <laughs> I've never seen a video of a semi crash test. Have you? Me neither. I've, I've seen a handful, but I don't. I don't. Not like I see for the um, for the sedans and SUVs and stuff. I don't see right. like all of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. That uh, when 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 that comes out, we're gonna have to share it on the show. In fact, yeah. I've seen more more of them running into barriers than I've seen of them crashing for safety. Well, that's. <laughs> That's, that's regular uh, traffic cams, right? Oh, we lost Casey again. <laughs> Just what regular traffic cams. Uh, uh, he must be seeing because I've never seen an actual, an actual, uh, an actual recording of that. Stream is still going. Okay, good. Um, so before the thing interrupted us, I, I saw a couple like where they were testing out like uh, protection barriers to make sure like the truck couldn't enter a building or the wrong lane. Mm. Uh, but what were you uh, referencing before it cut you off there, Mark? I was saying, did you see that on a traffic cam? Is that where you're seeing these oh, crashes? Oh, no, no, they, these were actual like regular <laughs> crash tests, which which was always kind of cool because they're so much larger than the stuff you usually see in there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another story that came out this week that relates to Giga Berlin uh, that you're showing there is that um, despite uh, some media reports uh, that have been out, uh, they are definitely going to be making the 4680 batteries there. Um, There's been a lot of naysayers that have said Mm -hmm. that uh, equipment's even being shipped back to the United States because there's there's issues. Uh, But uh, this is in the normal, I guess, uh, normal uh, type development. Uh, They're still going to make the 4680s here. Uh, They are not rolling it out as quickly as say Texas is because Texas has a requirement uh, to get the Cybertruck going. So they got to get the 4680s perfect before the Cybertruck starts rolling. So uh, in Berlin, they've got the ability that they've got more time uh, because they've already got the Model Y up and running on the 2170s. And mm-hmm. uh, if uh, if the 4680s take longer, that's fine. They can run with the 20. 170s for the foreseeable future uh, and work on getting the lines right uh, and the production numbers uh, and qual- quality uh, for the 4680s perfect. 
There's great. also um, Fremont got approved for another battery line in the uh, second floor of Fremont, and speculation is that that's for Cybertruck while they get Texas up and running. Exactly. So that's an that's another. The expertise from Cato Road is probably being installed on that second floor, uh, and or uh, even just the output, put them in into packs. Like yeah. ship them, ship them. Like the seats are going one way, and then instead of sending an empty conveyor back, you, the conveyor could come back with a rack of batteries that <laughs> you just put them in, in into a pack. <laughs> so there's a there's a there is that that um, they are uh, looking at uh, different ways of maximizing the 4680 runs. And, of course, uh, the group with the most experience is being put on deck to start with. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Man. <laughs> and Shanghai, the, the plant uh, that has no limits. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> All you got to do is tweet some weird stuff and they'll let you keep going. <laughs> and hey, uh, make sure nobody has COVID. <laughs> that too, yeah. Also, make sure nobody has COVID because they'll shut you down in a minute. <laughs> yep. So these are like the next gen Kuka robots. They 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 look a lot more trim than the ones over at Fremont. They are. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder uh, if they're going to do uh, a different theme uh, for the naming instead of X Men. They might have run out of X Men by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have more robots than X Men for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and of course the uh, solar installation at Texas uh, coming along. They've, yeah, we uh, need to do that same thing in the uh, Giga Berlin and, and Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. Now, now for those that are saying, "Oh, that's not even a good percentage," blah blah blah. Don't forget, this building is a mile long, so this is a lot of solar cells. <laughs> yeah, and they they initially spread it out, obviously, so they could at least get the the remnants of the word Tesla into yeah. the roof uh, without completing it. So uh, they uh, they're they're adding it uh, they're adding it as they can, uh, but the priority was to get the letters to show initially. <laughs> uh, versus what they did at uh, at. Um... At uh, Nevada, where they just let it, uh, <laughs> like, just the very edge of it, and then they'll just slowly work our way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blocks of it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we got some metrics. Free cash yeah. flow, EBITDA, and vehicle deliveries in the millions. Unaudited. You remember when it used to be a really bad thing uh, in, in, in the view of the analysts, that their stuff was estimated uh, not uh, according to... Um, uh, gap and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Now they're just like, ah, eh, these numbers are close enough for us to, to squabble about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, remember what was it uh, back in you know 2009 or, two th- or 2010 when uh, every week, every quarter, the problem was how far in debt they were going, right? Right. But uh, now it's um, completely changed. I, I can't emphasize uh, enough. We we have excellent demand. Uh, for Q4, We're on. and we expect to sell uh, every car that we make for as, as far into the future as we can see. So There's a statement. The factories are <laughs> running at full speed, and we're delivering every car we make and keeping operating margins strong. I'm surprised that none of our stuff like auto started, despite the fact that it was counting down. Of, of the total vehicles on the road, of the two billion cars and trucks on the road, but we only have about three and a half million. So. We've got a long way to go to even reach 1% of the global fleet. 
Um, uh oh, Casey again. What's going on, Casey? Based on, on many things, but uh, certainly um, questions I get on Twitter uh, about buybacks, and I think, I think every one of our board members has gotten questions about buybacks. Um, um, the we've debated the buyback uh, idea extensively at the board level. Um, the board uh, generally thinks that it makes sense to do a buyback, uh, but we want to work, uh, work through the the right process to make possible for us to do a buyback on the order of five to ten billion dollars, um, uh, even in the downside scenario of uh, next year. Even if, even if next year is um, is a very difficult year, we still have the ability to do a five to ten billion dollar buyback. Um, this is obviously pending uh, board review and approval. So um, it's it's likely that we'll do some some meaningful buyback. That's great to hear. So in conclusion, while the market themes revolve around the short term, it's very important to focus on the long term. Um, I can't emphasize this enough with uh, investors, and I think long. Long-time investors obviously recognize this with, with Tesla. Um, you have your sort of local ups and downs, but long-term trend has been extremely good. And several years ago, I said, um, I think on an earnings on an earnings call, that, I, that I, I thought it was possible for Tesla to be worth more than Apple, which was then the highest market cap company I think in the market. And Apple at the time, I think, was around $700 billion. And I said it required incredible execution, at least some luck. And we didn't even indeed achieve that. Tesla went back to our past, uh, Apple's market kept time. And, um, and now I'm of the opinion that we can far exceed Apple's current market cap. In fact, I, I see a potential path for Tesla to be worth more than Apple and Saudi Aramco combined. Oh, wow. So, now that doesn't so mean that's it will what, happen. Five trillion? I'd, I'd have to look. Uh, or, or that will be easy. Well, hopefully fact, the Saudis are doing this. It will be very difficult. It will require a lot of work, some very creative new products. Actually, as Tesla sells vehicles, fashion, Saudi's worth keeps going down. But, but for the first time, I am seeing, I, I see a way for, for Tesla to be, uh, let, let's say, roughly twice the value of Saudi Aramco. And I think that's, I, I, haven't, I haven't quite seen that yet. I mean, I this is the first time I've seen, seen that potential. So, what has changed his mind? I mean, we have an incredible product portfolio. I think we've got the most exciting product portfolio of any company on earth. Um, some of which you've heard about, some of which you haven't. The bot. Um, we're in the, the, the final uh, lap for Cybertruck. Um, we're building the Cybertruck line here at uh, Giga, Texas, Austin. 
and um, making a lot of progress in the robotaxi platform design. And um, oh, and then with yeah, uh, with respect to uh, batteries, we're moving as fast as possible to have to, to achieve a thousand gigawatt hours a year of production capacity in the United States. Uh, vertically integrated. So anode, cathode, lithium refining. Um, we're moving at a tough speed to, to do that. So I think it's an incredibly exciting future um, and really an unprecedented future. Um, but none of this would be possible without the incredible team that we have here at Tesla. Um, so I'd like to give a, a huge shout out to all of our factory employees, uh, engineers, executives, and the, the whole Tesla team. You guys rock. Uh, you're, you're the ones making it happen. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. And Zach has one for any remarks as well. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Um, just to continue on Elon's theme, I just want to thank and congratulate the Tesla team for achieving record vehicle deliveries, production, and storage deployments in the third quarter. On automotive profitability, our gap operating margin was 17.2%, with automotive gross margin at 27.9%. Operating margin is one of our best yet, with improvements in operating leverage. However, Austin and Berlin ramp costs weighed on our margins, particularly if you compare it to Q1. Removing regulatory credits and Austin and Berlin, our operating margins would have been our strongest yet, and auto gross margin would have been nearly 30%. Note that while small and growing, each car we build in Austin and Berlin is contributing positively wow, to profitability. We also continue to experience margin headwinds associated with macroeconomic conditions, as we've discussed at length on prior calls. In particular, raw materials, logistics, uh, and foreign exchange was a big part of this past quarter. On energy profitability, we achieved our strongest gross profit yet for this business, driven primarily by record volumes of our Megapack and Firewall products. Our free cash flows were also a record, despite an increase in cars in transit at the end of the quarter, which has a negative impact on working capital. Specifically on cars in transit, as noted in our press release on October 2nd, we've started to experience limits on outbound logistics capacity, which we didn't anticipate. This issue is particularly present for ships from Shanghai to Europe and local trucking within certain parts of the US and Europe. Our historical operating pattern of batch building by delivery region leads to extreme concentrations of outbound logistics needs in the final weeks of each quarter. Yep. Just to put this in perspective, roughly two thirds of our Q3 deliveries occurred in September and one third in the final two weeks. As a result, we've begun to smooth regional builds throughout the quarter to reduce our peak needs for outbound logistics. We expect this to simplify our operations, reduce costs, and improve the experience of our customers. As we look ahead, our plans show that we're on track for the 50% annual growth in production this year, although we are tracking supply chain risks, which are beyond our control. On the delivery side, we do expect to be just under 50% growth due to an increase in the cars in transit at the end of the year, as noted just above. 
This means that, again, you should expect a gap between production and deliveries in Q4, and those cars in transit will be delivered shortly to their customers upon arrival to their destination in Q1. Austin and Berlin ramp costs will continue to weigh on margins, although we expect the impact to be less than what we saw in Q3. And as Elon mentioned, we are continuing to build as many cars as possible while also maintaining strong operating margins. Thank you. Thank you very much. And let's go first through the shareholder questions. The first shareholder question is, given the stringent battery content and assembly requirements for consumer tax credit eligibility under the Inflation Reduction Act, can you speak to Tesla's ability to meet those thresholds in each of 2023, 2024, and 2025 with your existing and planned supply chain? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think just at a high level, I'll say uh, we do expect to fully meet the um, IRA's requirements. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, we view the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act as a significant boost towards accelerating our mission, while also scaling the battery supply chain at large in the United States. We expect Treasury to publish detailed guidance by the end of the year. Until such time, it's difficult to fully determine the eligibility criteria. But we believe Tesla is very well positioned to capture a significant share of that for solar storage and also electric vehicles. Yeah, like I said, we're like I said, like I said earlier, we're, we're going to go basically pedal to the metal uh, as fast as humanly possible to get to a thousand gigawatt gigawatt hours a year of production in the U.S. Uh, vertically integrated. Yeah, that's good news for resources from Canada. Thank you. Yep. Uh, let's go to the next question. Uh, the next question is, what updates can you offer on the backlog and recent order intake trends, especially outside of the U.S. and especially in China? Um, well, it's... Uh, there's, there's definitely, you know, China is uh, experiencing um, a of a recession of sorts. Uh, which is property market, simply from a property market mostly. Um, and Europe has a recession of sorts uh, driven by energy. The US actually is in pretty, North, North, North America is in pretty good health. Um, although the Fed is raising interest rates more than they should, but I think they'll eventually realize that and bring it back down again. Um, so, you know, demand is a little harder than it would be otherwise be but as i said earlier um we um are extremely confident of a great q4 um, and we uh, anticipate continuing to grow uh, our our vehicle production sales deliveries by uh, on average 50 percent a year as far into the future as we can see thank you I should, actually one caveat i should say Growing uh, production by 50% every year because deliveries, we're trying to smooth out the deliveries and, and not um, have this crazy delivery wave at the end of every quarter. So, um, and in fact, we were just fundamentally running out of, uh, there weren't enough boats, there weren't enough trains, there weren't enough car carriers to actually support the wave because they got too big. So, whether we, whether we like it or not, we actually have to smooth out the delivery of cars. A good problem to have. Just odd enough. Uh, transportation. Uh, now we know what those semis are for. The, the <laughs> objects to move them around. <laughs> Thank you. The next question is, do you still expect 50% annualized growth uh, for the foreseeable future? Is this also true specifically for the Chinese domestic market? Do you expect 
uh, to need to cut vehicle prices or offer incentives in any market to sustain the demand, or has demand remained stable, or is it even rising? Sure. Quite a few questions there. <laughs> well, like I said, we, we want to sort of focus on a high level on what we think is possible here. We, to the best of our knowledge, we believe that Tesla will continue to grow uh, deliveries and revenue production at a 50% or greater compound annual growth rate. Um, it might occasionally be a year that is a little less, and then some years will be maybe a little more or a lot more. Um, in, in some of our out-year planning, we see potential annual growth rates that are in excess of 50%. Thank you. The next question is, can you tell us more about the product feature roadmap beyond new models and FSV, and especially for interior and powertrain of existing vehicle models? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could, but we won't. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We, we can't, we, we can't like, jump the gun on future product announcement. Committed to continuous improvement. Yeah, we obviously are continuing. <laughs> yes. Where's Tesla's. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. But we'll also be committed to continuous improvement. <laughs> yeah, um, at Tesla, we've always been committed to continuous improvement. So, um, as friends of mine ask me, like, when should I buy a car? I'm like, now, because we just keep improving the cars. It's uh, always the, the latest Tesla. Yeah, best of the latest Tesla. So, um, and I really, yeah, the, the, the new, you know, every, time, every, every now and again, we do have some, you know, big technology upgrade like Plaid. Um, and by the way, I think the Plaid Model S and X are just the, the best cars on earth. Best. There's, there's nothing even close, in my opinion. Um, just try one. Yeah. Epic. Just try one. Thank you. Uh, the next question is, uh, we keep hearing of dire energy crisis in Germany this winter. What are Tesla's plans to com combat power cuts? And will there be any delays in ramp up in production from bigger Berlin because of this? Three power walls. <laughs> yeah, Just like I have in my house. <laughs> um, I think two points on this question. Uh, the the first is that uh, you know, based on everything that we know, we don't see this as a large risk to the company. Um, you know, even if production dump did go down for a period of time, this is all near term. It doesn't have any impact on the long term of the company. But we don't. We're not. We, we have no indication whatsoever None. that we will have to cut our production in Germany. No. And we put in place backup plans and we're working through the supply chain as well. Um, nearly all of our suppliers are prepared as well. So I, we'll see how this plays out, but it's not something that we're terribly worried about. Supply chain resilience has become and the next question is, topic how is production planning going for the Cybertruck? What is the initial phase one production target? When can we expect an update on pricing? And something that Toyota used to be really good at. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've, as, as Elon said earlier, we've been uh, facilities preparations here in Giga Texas for Cybertruck. Um, we're still on track to enter uh, early production in the middle of next year. We started our um, beta builds uh, of all of the battery, battery, and existing. Ours, when can I drop my beta? In a few weeks. Ours. Okay, great. Um, thank you. Thank you. And that's, that's going well. Um, and, uh, you know, we continue ramping up through the end of the next year. And so he's just like the rest of us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that car's going to be sick. Yeah, it's sick. That's going to be a Hall of Famer next level. 
Sorry, sorry it took it longer than expected, but you know, there were a few things that got in the way, like insane global supply chain yeah, shortages and patterns. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Force majeure if there ever was one. All right, thank you. Uh, of course, the Tesla Semi, of course. You know, so, so we'll be handing over our first production Tesla Semis um, to Pepsi on December 1st. Um, I'll be there in person. And um, we'll be begin ramping up uh, production of the Tesla Semi, which is a um, max load, heavy, heavy, heavy truck. Yeah, that's the class A truck. That's a truck. No sacrifice to cargo capacity. Yeah, no sacrifice. Exactly. No sacrifice. Very important. No sacrifice to cargo capacity. 500 mile range. Uh, I'm, 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 just be clear, right? 500 miles with the cargo. Yeah, 500 miles with the cargo yeah. on, on level ground. Yeah, fair. You know, <laughs> so not, not, not up, you know, close. Um, not in standing but, water. But the point is, it's a, a long range truck <laughs> and, and even with heavy cargo. Um, and the number of times people told me, oh, you, you can't, it's impossible to make a long range, uh, heavy duty class A truck. Um, and then I asked, well, well, what are your assumptions about what out kilogram and what hours per mile? And they would mm -hmm. look at me with a blank stare and then say hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, that's not the answer. <laughs> That's yeah. not a number. It's an element on the it's not engineering. Um, anyway, you obviously don't need hydrogen for heavy trucking. That's what we're trying to make here. Awesome. Um, and we'll be ramping up uh, semi production through next year. Uh, as, as you know, like everyone knows at this point, uh, it, it takes you know, about a year to ramp up production. So we expect to see significant. Um, uh, we're, we're tentatively aiming for 50,000 units in 2024 for. Um, Tesla Semi in, in North America, and, and uh, obviously we'll expand beyond North America. Um, and and th these would sell, well, I don't want to say what sacrifices, but they're much more than a passenger vehicle. So <laughs> the 50,000 uh, heavy trucks of this nature would be worth several um, model lines. Thank you. Uh, the next question is, what is the progress of the 4680 cell ramp and what factors determine whether vehicles get 2170s versus 4680 cells? And how will that change in the next year? Um, yeah, ramp is going well, as Elon said. Uh, total output is up 3x quarter over quarter um, and production is tracking to exceed 1,000 car sets per week this quarter, as we said uh, last quarter. Um, our focus is now shifting from 100% ramp to cost and further expanding production capacity in North America, uh, as Elon also mentioned. On the 2170 versus 4680 um, in our factories, we, we really attempt to minimize factory complexity and product changeover, while still making sure we get enough new product into the field to learn how it is performing. Um, and that, that, that sort of mix is gonna shift as uh, the 4680 scales here and the overall factory ramp uh, proceeds in Texas. Right. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, 4680 ramp is growing exponentially, uh, and um, yeah, it's going well. It's looking good. This, 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 yeah, is going to be a very major factor in the future. There are a lot of packs uptick. Yes. Um, like I said, we're our, our goal is to strive towards a thousand gigawatt hours a year of annualized production in the United States alone. Tesla. 
not including suppliers. Be nice if you said what the rat today. Suppliers would be on top of that. We need to get 300 to 400 terawatt hours built. Yeah, but the fact that they're cool. switching to cost yes, this is, roughly uh, is good news for quality. To sustainable energy, our rock calculation um, to, for both uh, stationary and vehicles um, is 300 to 400,000 gigawatt hours, or three to 400 terawatt hours. But when you're like, one terawatt sounds like a lot, well, a lot of terawatt hours to go. Yeah, that's just like, like on the on the cathode side. The um, this would the, the, the main cathode we think would probably be uh, iron um, and um, uh, like most of the ions. This iron, iron can scale to very very high tonnage, and um, and then some, some nickel. The exact percentages are hard to figure out, but it's it's probably probably at least twice as much uh, iron cathode as, as nickel, um, maybe more. And uh, and then this the manganese wild card as well. Sound right, Peter? Yep. Okay. And on that note, we're pursuing aggressively North American iron cathode supplies. Yeah. Um, and have yeah, we can talk more about that at a future date. Yeah. All right. Thank you. The the next question was on the semi truck, which we already addressed. So I'm going to skip to the next one. <clears throat> Um, can you talk about um, how Tesla could adjust if we were to enter a prolonged recession, including new pro product prioritization, investment flexibility, new factory versus factory expansion, service support infrastructure, productivity cost measures, and demand stimu stim stimulation alternatives? Bit of a BS question. Well, to be frank, um, we, we're going to pedal to the metal. Um, Come rain or shine. So uh, we are not uh, re uh, reducing our production in any meaningful way, uh, recession or not recession. So that's smart. Um, it's the it one percent come out of if yeah, your competition exactly. withdraws. And you don't. I think the public at large realizes that the world's moving towards electric vehicles, and that mm -hmm. it's foolish to actually uh, buy a new uh, gasoline car at this point because the residual value of that gasoline car is going to be very low. Stats are proving so, that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're, we're having to be in a very good spot. Um, that I wouldn't say it's recession proof, but it's certainly re recession resilient. Um, because nice to be in a growing market system. The people of both have, in large part, made the decision to move away from gasoline cars to electric cars. Um, and then we're in transitioning. Uh, generation to uh, sustainable you need solar and wind with a stationary battery pack to buffer the the, the power so you have 24 7 power because the wind doesn't blow all the time and the sun doesn't shine all the time so that also is we, we can't we, we actually um see the the energy storage business stationary storage growing more like i don't know 150 to 200 percent a year Whoa. So much faster than cars by a lot. Yeah, sorry, just to add um, before you jump in, Martin. More and more I mean, make it just to echo you. It makes sense. sense. I, mean, I think, um, you know, where our cash balance is, what our forecasted cash generation is, where our margins are as a company, I mean, we can withstand um, quite a lot of downside before we would have to dig into our capital plans, supercharger expansion, product lineup. 
So, you know, the, the business has done quite well over the last handful of quarters. And this is a real opportunity, I think, for the company to press forward in the most aggressive way, as Elon is mentioning. Yeah, we, we try to model out, like, let's say 2023 is a, is a brutal recession year. Um, even then, we generate meaningful cash. Yeah, no reason to slow down. Processes, processes and team cohesion and yeah, just keep doing Great. it. Thank you very much. And let's go to the last um, investor question, which is the progression from Tesla's first platform with SNX to the second platform with 3 and Y led to 50% reduction in cost of goods sold. What do you see Tesla, uh, Tesla's third platform being released and what level of cost of goods sold reduction could you achieve? Model next. So we don't want to talk exact, exact dates. Um, but this is uh, a, the, the, I mean, the, the primary focus of our new vehicle development team, obviously. But yeah, we've, we've, we're at this point, we've done the engineering for Cybertrucks and for Semi. And um, so, well, it's obviously, you can guess what, our, what we're working on, which is the next generation vehicle, which will be about half the cost of the three-wide three platform. It'll be smaller. To be fair, um, but uh, it, it, it will, I think, swiftly become, uh, swiftly exceed the production of all our other vehicles combined. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to take everything we learned from SX, 3Y, Cybertruck, and Semi and pour it into that platform. But we, as you've said to us many times, we're on a two for one target. So, yeah, you know, that implies that. that, that Trying to get to that fifty percent number again. Yeah. That's that exactly. It's, it's it's like what would it take to? Like that's exactly the, the, what what lot of strikes is what we're trying to figure is how how how, this, how do we make two cars for the amount of effort that we currently takes us to make one model three? Single casting. Yeah, effort costs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, efficiency. Yeah, all those things. Sold at Walmart in a box. Ikea, some Hopefully the instructions are better than the Starlink pictograms. I should mention that when I said that probably that I see a path, again, extreme difficult path, incredible execution required, mass amount of hard work and some luck to get to where Tesla is with as much as Apple and Saudi Aramco combined. Um, I wasn't including Optimus. Why doesn't he just say 10 trillion? Because he's thinking 100. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, let's go to analyst questions next. The first question comes from Adam Jonas from Morgan Stanley. Adam, go, go ahead and unmute. Great. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, Elon, would you consider vertically integrating into mining? That's my first question. Um, we'll do whatever we have to. Did whatever, he just say that? Uh, and whatever the limiting factor is, we'll do. We, we, we do not uh, um, artificially constrain ourselves. Um, we, we, we don't vertically integrate just for the hell of vertically integrating. Like if there if there's a great supplier who's better than us, or we think at least very good, um, or even where the economics of comparative advantage suggests that we should use that supplier, even if we could beat them, but we could use our resources to do something else that, that would be more productive, then 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 we then we won't uh, insource in that case. Um, Finding is more of a bottleneck than mining. But, but if, 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 we have to, if we have to go mine, yeah. 
uh, rule mine. Okay, thanks, Elon. My follow-up is, you know, one terawatt hour of manufacturing in the United States, vertically integrated. Um, I guess my question is, what what would need to change with U.S. permitting laws to allow that? Kind of, what would be your message to this administration or next? If he needs a hundred, why just do one? Do you think you could do a terawatt hour? What's the going price of that? Can you do that for under a hundred billion bucks in the states? Thanks. Well, I I think that the, the message to the government would be that there should be, I should say we've actually had uh, conversations with a number of senior government leaders, um, White House, Congress and, and whatnot. And uh, um, and the, the suggestion that we have is that there should be an expedited permitting pro uh, process for anything which is critical to a sustainable energy future. So yes. it doesn't make sense to put like a coal mine and a you know, sustainable energy battery, like lithium mine in the same category. What's another you way know, to call that future there, Patrick? The future, lithium does. A future way, free fossil fuels, with yeah. Almost no disturbance. Let's get the red tape going the right way. The local Slow down the coal mines, speed up so, the lithium mines. It's, it's, it's not like some ugly, nasty mine situation. Um, so, uh, so I would recommend expedited permitting would, would really be helpful. Um, uh, basically, yeah, a fast track environmentally, um, I think, fast track things that are important for the environment and, the, and humanity's future on Earth. That seems logical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Common sense. Um, and the reception has been positive, so we'll see if, if something happens uh, with that. Um, I think. Probably on this earnings call, we're not ready to go into financial details of, of the what it would take to get there. But what we are seeing is um, radical improvements as we redesign the the, the, you know, the whole supply chain and all of the elements that go into um, battery cell. Uh, we're seeing we're, we're we're figuring out dramatic efficiencies. Um, that I think will um, the net result of which would be that the uh, capital required to achieve that, that level of output will be much less than what people think. Thank you very much. Now let's go to the next question from Colin Langham from Wells Fargo. Colin, go ahead and unmute. Can you click unmute? Oh, you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, any update on full self-driving? I think you had said a couple quarters ago it would be available by the end of the year. Is that still possible? Is it? Would it still be like a level four or level five that you're talking about? And are there any sort of regulatory hurdles you'd have to think about? We, as I said earlier, we're expecting to release the full self-driving software to anyone who orders the package. Um, for the end of this year. Um, it's a separate matter as to is it, will it have regulatory approval. It, it won't have regulatory approval at that time. Um, but, um, the, but the car will be able to take you from your home to your work, your friend's house, to, to the grocery store, um, without you touching the wheel. 
So, so that would be in beta. And driver required level four, level five kind of traditional definition you're talking about. Touch optional. Um, well, there's there's a debate as like what's the what are the interventions per mile and, and all those maybe the safety interventions per mile. Um, like we're not, we're not saying that that's it's, that's quite ready to, to have no one behind the wheel. Um, it's just that there will you will almost never have to touch the, the control the vehicle controls, which means it's um, level two. So like when I came to Giga Texas, today, you have to be attentive uh, from. Um, that's going to be the issue. Friends' house, right? I never touched any of the controls all the way in here. Um, and then, and then it, it, there, there is a longer process of like what called the March of nines of like how many nines for liability do you need before uh, you can really be comfortable saying uh, that the car could drive with no one in it. Um, and um, you know, that's some subjectivity as to how many nines you need, uh, but well, I think we'll be pretty close to. having enough nines that you can have no one in the car by the end of this year. Um, and uh, certainly without, without question whatsoever in my mind um, next year. And I think we'll also have enough data next year to be able to show to regulators that uh, the car is safer, much safer than the average human. Bring it. Also, uh, auto steer while towing. Just as a follow-up, uh, you mentioned in the prior questions about IRA. I mean, it sounded like you thought you could get, can you get all of it? I mean, because my interpretation is like the production credits, battery component credits for buyers seems very likely for you guys. Is the sourcing part of it possible? Because uh, that seems like a pretty tough hurdle given how much has to be sourced from the U.S. North America, yeah. not U.S. <laughs> So we have, we have a cross-functional team that's looking very closely at it. As you mentioned, the, the sourcing threshold increases by the year. Uh, so we're, we're looking at all options uh, and, and also getting some clarification from Treasury. Uh, that's It's important to say that's only a fraction of the other credits. We do manufacture ourselves in the U.S. We manufacture the modules uh, in the U.S. So that, that's pretty free and clear. Uh, so, yes, we, we feel confident that uh, we'll have a path as these incentives uh, as the, as the threshold sort of increases by the year. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll meet those thresholds. Most American-made car there is. Thank you. Uh, the next question the comes from Colin Rush from Oppenheimer. <laughs> Colin, please go ahead and, um, and unmute yourself. Um, thanks so much, guys. You know, the, the operating leverage has been pretty impressive here. And, and I'm curious about um, areas where you could, you know, invest in, in an incremental way, whether it's on the R&D side or on the sales side to accelerate growth or cost reduction, or should we be thinking about this this level of spend on a go-forward basis um, and some significant operating leverage as you scale up from here? Yeah, I mean, our operating leverage has improved quite a bit. It's the lowest this quarter, I think, ever, yeah. and by a decent amount. Uh, our OPEX has a percentage of revenue. I mean, our forecast is that it will keep reducing. I mean, I think the way to think about it is, you know, our, our total amount of operating expenses will slowly tick up as the company grows. It's very hard to keep it flat with the rapid growth of the company, but it's growing much slower. So some amount of growth there, but the top line of the business is growing so quickly. So um, 
I think there continues to be enormous opportunity to improve the overhead efficiency of the business, and we're seeing it. Yeah. That's the thing. All right, really great, guys. I'll, I'll take the rest yeah. of that offline. Uh, yeah, like, like um, we, we are in the, yeah, at least for, for now, um, um, quite, quite in that good position of, of we're investing in everything we can think of to possibly invest in, and we're still generating cash. So I guess it's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, I mean, how many R&D programs are we running in parallel right, right now? Oh, uh, you know, uh, People don't even know all, all the R&D stuff we're doing. Oh. You know, some, there are some of it, but a bunch of it they don't. I also, we did. I also don't think cash is a, is, is a good gauge of how much R&D you're doing. No, it, 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 it isn't. It's like this, like, it's, it's not like, it's, it's, it's not like engineers are not just, they're not generic. Um, so it's just like, oh, if you spend, you know, uh, the one month baby, five billion or ten billion, that will like that, that your actual R and D or in terms of useful product ship ship will be proportional to that. It's just not true. Engineers um, aren't aren't coming with some assembly line like you know, like cookies or something. Until we get Optimus coming, yeah, Optimus will change things. Um, <laughs> what matters is where are the most brilliant people working, um, and. Tesla remains the um, Tesla and SpaceX are two companies where the smartest engineers want to work. I mean, like we don't have to spend billions of dollars to to you know invest in the future and invent the future. Engineers are also cost conscious, and we don't necessarily just burn money out the window when we're trying to do R and D. So I, I I would stop looking at like R and D as a cash investment for how yeah. much we're doing. Like, like one Nikola Tesla is is frankly worth an infinite number of. Of, of dollars of engineers. Well, 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 you can have like a almost, an almost an infinite number of, of good engineers, um, and they would not be able to do what one Nikola Tesla could do. You can't make it up in volume. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to the next question uh, from George at Canaccords. Hi, hi. Good afternoon, and uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, I think it was at your annual shareholders event where Elon mentioned that the prices of many of the materials used in your production have started to come off the boil. You know, if that continues, does that give you an opportunity to adjust prices globally after several increases? Thanks. Well, we're, we're looking at the prices of at our prices uh, closely. I mean, obviously, anyone can just Google what the price of, uh, you know, the future price of copper or steel is going to be. It's just like one Google search way, um, and and everyone can see that the that commodities look on a go forward basis um, are have, on a dropping uh, line. But uh, it, in electric vehicles, <laughs> um, things like um, battery grade lithium are still crazy expensive. So we've got a mixture of things where prices are dropping and things where prices are increasing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I would say quarter uh, of quarter, you know, steel, aluminum has dropped anywhere yeah. between 17 to 20%. At the same time, on the, on the battery side, yeah, the cost of shipping has come down tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Like last year, the cost of a container on the spot market from Shanghai got as high as twenty thousand dollars. Wow. And now it's thirty-five, thirty-six hundred dollars. It's yeah. come back to that reality. Yeah. So we're seeing deflation on a lot of commodities, with a few exceptions, as yeah. you mentioned on batteries. 
Yes, there's more, more deflation than, than inflation. Um, Definitely. And again, this is publicly available information. Anyone could just go with it. Um, and I think uh, Kathy Wood at Archivest is um, trying to make this point over and over again <laughs> um, to the Fed, and who, the Fed is not listening because <laughs> they're looking out the rearview mirror instead of looking out the front windshield. Yeah, um, just add a little bit more context. So, you know, commodity increases were the highest in Q3 that we've seen over the last two years. And so, you know, when indexes change, it does take time before they flow yeah, to our financials. Yeah, there's latency. There's latency. This is why I say it's, the, the Fed's decisions make sense if you're looking up through, in the, through, through the, rear, the rear view mirror, but not if you look up front windshields. <laughs> and they should look up front windshields. Yeah, and so what, at least of what we know so far, the so peak uh, on the commodity side in Q3, I say peak, hopefully it stays the peak. Hopefully it starts to come down. You know, that there is a small amount of reduction that we're seeing going into our Q4 cost structure, you know, from steel and aluminum primarily. But it, it's less than 10% of the total increases we've seen so far. So, um, you know, we're optimistic here based upon what we're seeing on the indexes for some of our cost structure that this will start to come in over time. But I, I just want to set expectations that there's not some some windfall of cost reduction in this space coming in Q4. Maybe some as we go into next year. Yeah, we'll probably see some cost reduction in, in 2023. I'd be surprised if we did not. And just as a follow up, um, you know, this is for Elon with your pending acquisition of Twitter and your stakes in you know in SpaceX and Neuralink and Tesla. How much uh, would the combined companies benefit from operating under a single superstructure, if at all? Similar to Google Alphabet. Um, it's not clear to me what the overlap is. Um, it's not zero, but it's. I think we're reaching. Um, I'm, I'm not Warren Buffett. I'm not. An, I'm not an investor. Uh, I, I am an engineer and manufacturing person, and a technologist. So. Um, you know, I actually work and design and develop products. <laughs> That's what I do. So it's not a, we're not going to have, have a short portfolio of investments or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't see an obvious sort of uh, where, where, where some where they could get combined under an umbrella, at least right now. Um, so um I'm excited about the Twitter situation because I obviously I know that part incredibly well, um, and I think it's a, it's an asset that has um, been uh, has sort of languished uh, for a long time, but has incredible potential. Um, although obviously um, myself and the other investors are obviously overpaying for Twitter right now. Um, the long-term potential for Twitter, in my view, is an order of magnitude greater than its current value. Thank you. Let's go to the next question from Pierre Farragut from New Street Research. Pierre, go ahead, please, on mute. That. Yes, yeah. can you hear me, guys? Sorry. Here, here now. Um, 
Great. Um, I, um, I'd love to to have another update on uh, on forty six eighty, Drew. And so last time we talked about it, um, there were was question. It was question about like you know scaling out manufacturing, and there, there were still a, a few things to get right. Is it fair to say that now you are at scale, and it's just a question of logistics to to get bigger? Uh, so that's question number one. And then question number two, on the kind of like innovation and cost reduction and efficiency improvements kind of um, uh, path that you described at the battery day, um, uh, you know, where about are we today and how much time is it going to take to, to deliver, you know, all the potential you, uh, you outlined then? Well, I'll take the second question first. Uh, at Battery Day, we showed a timeline out to 2026 uh, for all of the ideas we had proposed and had, you know, shared with 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 everybody then. And uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. I think we'll do better than that. Yeah, I mean, but but just the, that's the rough. Just giving you all, you know, yeah. like it's on that order. It's not like a month. It's not six months. It's it's years. And um, we are executing on all of those different ideas pretty aggressively in parallel with the OPEX that some people think isn't enough, but we're getting it done. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm not turning down POs, you know. No, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, 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 yeah. Or great talent. Like, we find yeah, awesome absolutely. engineers, we bring them on into the company. Um, and, and people shouldn't believe we are turning people away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hard problem, but we're solving it. And I, I think... Um, we still feel confident that the 4680 will be yes. the most competitive battery cell in the world. And it's the whole system around it, right? It's not necessarily a specific form factor. It's the attention to detail on how to bring costs out of the manufacturing process, how to remove processing steps. And all, all the way down you know, from the mine to the cell. Yeah, exactly. Many steps along the way. Yeah, and you know, for those who watch the YouTube videos, like our on-site cathode, Facilities coming together. Um, really excited about that, which is a part of the plan that we discussed on Battery Day. Yeah, um, but, but it, and, you know, we're also building a lithium refinery in Corpus Christi. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, we're, we're 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 making you know um, putting our money where our mouths are and all the various efforts that we discussed on Battery Day on on the technical challenges and 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 the ramp question, which is your first question on 4680. Like no ramp is ever easy, even at the end when you're 80 percent to the end. Like it's still very challenging to get to the end, and that that sort of leaning out of yields, the final cycle time, you know, to achieve target. Um, uh, <clears throat> you mentioned logistics; it's not something that we're specifically focused on, I guess, but eventually could be a problem as we're talking about hundreds of, of gigawatt hours at different sites across the United States. Um, but but I, I would never sit here and say we have no challenges uh, remaining, but but we've made a lot of progress reducing technical risk in many areas. Uh, cycle times have dramatically improved. Yield has dramatically improved. Um, and the, you know, just just walking the line here in Texas, you know, like Martin was walking it yesterday, made some comments to me. Uh, you, you really see the, the acceleration around you. Um, and we've made a ton of simplifications moving from um, the Fremont factory to, to Texas and it it's coming to play in speed of ramp here, um, and and of course that's that's on that's on one line of many here in Texas. So it's it's not like factory to factory. It's 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 a multiplication of both simplicity and scale, 
So uh, yeah, we're we're excited about where it's headed. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know once once we are fully integrated, um, I think we we still do see a path uh, to pull in a roughly seventy dollar kilowatt hour sale. So seventy dollars per kilowatt hour sale. Yeah. Before before any incentive. Before incentive. Before incentive. Yeah. Thank you. And the next question comes from Tony Sakanagi from Bernstein. Tony, go ahead and unmute yourself, please. Uh, yes, thank you. I just wanted to follow up on the 4680 cells um, and where we are seeing them deployed today. So are, are those in the semis that are being delivered on December 1st? Are we seeing them in model wise that are being produced uh, out of Austin? And is do you anticipate 4680 being a gating factor for Cybertruck ramp later this year? And how do you balance the need for 4680 across semi Cybertruck and potentially Model Y in 2023? And I have a follow-up, please. Wow. Okay. Well, the, the a semi doesn't use 4680s. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we, we are making uh, Model Ys. Um, some of the Model Ys coming out of uh, Giga Texas are uh, 4680. Um, and I think, Drew, the car you drive around is 4680 yep. Model Y. 10,000 miles. 10,000 miles. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, no problems yet. Yeah. Structural pack. Structural pack. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, our, our, and our output of 4680 is growing exponentially. So, um, but it's worth bearing in mind that there are, are entire highly competitive companies in the 70s that, are coming out of Nevada. that all they do is make battery cells. This is this is simply one segment of Tesla. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a total walking clock. It'd be weird no, to put anything else in it because you're adding transportation costs when there's a battery factory right surpassed. underneath no that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> we don't anticipate this being any limiting tactical Cybertruck or anything else. Okay, thank you. And the last question comes from William Stein from Truist. Uh, go ahead and unmute yourself, please. Uh, great, thanks for taking my question. I guess I'll go at one that I asked last time, uh, Elon, which is uh, your expectation for the likelihood of commercial success in each of the three major AI endeavors. Um, you know, FSD, in, you know, sort of as imagined without a driver, um, the training computer and, uh, and of course, Optimus. Uh, we'll achieve full self-driving, full autonomy. My probability um, of that occurring is 100%. Um, and I think, I think we'll, you know, we're almost there. Um, and then, of course, we got to prove it to regulators and get the regulatory approvals. Which is outside of our control, um, but uh, I mean, anyone who's driving full self drive, who's has the full self driving beta in the car, can see the rate of improvement. Um, they, they, you're just experience for yourself that we are in fact getting there. In fact, we almost are there. Um, Still a lot to be and, done, uh, but it's it's good. So, anyway, it's really good. Achieving that 100. Um, Depending on what part of the country, the especially that Optimus uh, probably U-turns for one successful product. <laughs> I think also extremely high. Um, 
because they, you know, give enough time, 100%. Uh, dojo. Picking uh, the right lane when you've got turn coming up. It's maybe more, more of a question mark on <laughs> Dojo of, like, yeah, can we be competitive with yeah. um, NVIDIA GPUs? Even yeah, as they can NVIDIA do it. it's continues just... to rapidly so close GPUs. So far. Um, so I said, the jury's out on Dojo. Dojo team thinks they can um, uh, outperform NVIDIA for neural net training. Um, but the jury's out, and we'll probably, you know, I don't know, next year if that's uh, if, if if that's true or not. But I, we think we think we're probably we think it's it, uh, let's say the architecture of Dojo has uh, is, is the right architecture to win. You know, it depends on how well we execute within that architecture. So why wouldn't they? Would it be scale, or would it be if Nvidia's like are they buying current much. hardware each time? Um, I think, unfortunately, it's all the time that we have today. So thank you so much for your great questions and look forward to talking to you in about three months from now. Thank you and have a good day. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, I think, Casey, it's a it's an issue of uh, them all working together as a, as a complete unit. I, I don't think that they've been able to scale it to that size yet. And I think right. that they are going to be, they're going to be in a testing phase uh, until they can actually do that. Yeah. When Jim Keller was on the Lex Friedman podcast, he talked about how you start reaching the limit of the current architecture, you design a new architecture to overcome those limits. But then with that new architecture, it actually starts out like 30 or 40 percent slower than the existing one. And you're like, why would that be? Well, because it's not optimized yet. Right, the, right. The, the, all the supporting infrastructure uh, is not there yet. You know, it's not software optimized. and And so eventually you catch up and you pass the existing and then you can exceed it because you have an architecture built to exceed it but uh just because you first built it that doesn't mean you start out ahead of it well kind of like we've seen when they rolled out every feature on the cars because they roll them out as soon as it's capable not as soon as it's finished so like when right. you had the 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 vision vision wipers you had i still say they aren't good uh the, the all the various updates to autopilot like the the new one doesn't do as well as the existing one for months. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's one step back to take two steps forward, but yeah, you experience mm -hmm. that one step back. Yep. We'll Shocking re revelation during the call. Yeah. Uh, Semi's not yeah. using forty six eighties. Wow. I thought it was that a bit is... weird they were building it in Nevada, but <clears throat> if it's not using forty six eighties, that makes a lot more sense now. I yeah. mean, not just because they have the floor space, but oh. The batteries now only have to go half a batteries. mile instead of batteries are just down state. the road. Yep. <laughs> yeah. right. And they but can that, certainly do that, the high nickel in any form factor. Yeah. But doesn't that kind of worry us about the forty six eighty? No, no. They're not up to speed. Well, yeah, there's like, that part. But the, but the, that's that's the concerning part is the volume because we thought the semis were gonna use a lot of Cells. Yes. Well, they they will, but but see, here's the thing: is if they can, can trans transition Y to 4680s, then all your 4680s are spoken for, and now you've got all the 2170s that were going into Y that you don't need anymore. Put them in the semi. The the S and X are still using 18650s to this day. <laughs> yeah, but but we I think we all assumed that because of the price of the semi. Uh, what it was being offered at originally, it's changed, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But uh, what mm -hmm. it was being offered at and the amount of mileage and the chargeability, we all thought that you had to have that more optimized battery to it, it obtain those things. It didn't hurt that they put it on the slide next to the 4680 cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they kind of did this to themselves. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it makes sense. So twenty one seventies, if you just parallel them well well enough, you can you can do this. I mean. Yeah, and we have learned that even the 18650s have been optimized for the new version of the S and the X. So they can charge faster now. They've changed the chemistry. So yeah. not a problem. But it seems if you have less were... can in there, it would be lighter and more efficient. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you know, you're putting basically four batteries in one. So yeah. you know, that, that was a savings uh, there as well. And that's four 2170s. Imagine that would be like six 18650s. <laughs> Right, so I want. I thought just this could actually be good news, and that it means that that the uh, 4680s that they are producing are going to be available for the Y and it's the Y ramps and uh, structural three, pack. Yeah. And um, if the semi doesn't truck. need structural pack, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I would be I'd be upset if uh, if they put them in the in the semi truck instead of uh, uh, the cyber truck. If if the cyber truck needs them and the semi just could use them. Right. Yes. The the semi takes a lot of cells. So uh, the fact that it's not using the latest and greatest makes it available for the rest of the product line. That's that's actually good news. Yeah. I have a feeling that the Tesla's a little bit behind on the forty six eighty development. And I and I think that they're developing contingency plans that would allow them to swap basically what they need. Well, um, we see that in Austin, where where Austin is actually smart. building both batteries. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it, I think that as they get closer to the uh, end of the year when they're supposed to be delivering Cybertruck, I wonder if some Cybertrucks will be 2170s if they're not quite there. That is only two months away. Right. Like we are not far away from that deadline. Um, how many how many batteries have been produced over the last six months at Cato? Uh, how many batteries have been produced uh, elsewhere? Uh, how many batteries are going to be produced at the second floor and Fremont factory? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. But it's, if they if they haven't engineered it already to to take the second pack, uh, is this going to slow it down even more? Because they they've already delayed it quite a while. Yeah. So uh, I be, I bet you there's a contingency plan for that. I'm not saying they're going to do it. Yeah. I'm just saying that they probably plan for it just in case. Yeah. It's, like, it's like B. I keep saying you can do a structural with 2170s. It's just yeah. Um, if you if you have to make a machine to do it for the forty six eighties and it's not adjustable, now you've got two machines that one that you're gonna throw away after a while. Yeah, exactly. So it's something that uh, it's something that will be interesting to see as we get closer to that uh, December deadline, self imposed deadline. It, it could lapse a little bit into next year. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, it is uh, it's a little bit disappointing that they haven't got that forty six eighty thing nailed down. Even they were asked about that in the call specifically, and uh, they didn't say it was nailed down. They said they were you know they were on track. Uh, based okay. on what was said at Battery Day. At the very earliest, they have a... <laughs> At the very earliest, day. Casey is... They cut off. <laughs> uh, thanks, Elon. And, we're back. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think the problem is we keep bouncing over to Starlink. Uh, <laughs> um, we have it at the very earliest un until the, the AdriPress is, is delivered and installed. Uh, at the very, very earliest, I don't, I don't think that once that's up and running, they got to test it, they got to get it ready to go. So they've got a little bit of time yet to, to figure out what's going on with 4680s. Plus, uh, it's going to take a year to ramp it, right? So, yeah. Uh, if as long as the volumes aren't too low when it when it launches, then 
And, and it, it sounds like... like as soon as Elon can get his hands on the prototype uh, yes. that's going to be the alpha <laughs> version, he's going to be driving it around. So uh, there'll be lots of pictures of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like being pressured by Elon right on a call. Uh, when's my truck coming? <laughs> Where's my damn truck? <laughs> it's going to be cool, right? Yeah, it's going to be the coolest ever. <laughs> yes, boss. Yes. <laughs> what was he going to say? Oh, actually, we're, we're delayed. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that was not going to happen on a live call. You told me in front of everybody that it was going to be ready. What the hell, man? Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> What else did you guys think about uh, about what was revealed? Anything else that stuck out to you that uh, was maybe a bit surprising or something that was of interest? I'm glad FSD uh, wide release beta is going to happen. Yeah. Because um, right now you could sign up for this subscription and be paying monthly and all you get is the safety score out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that just seems wrong. If you are paying for it either they should say okay well when it's available to you get the safety score and you can start paying us when we give it to you right but they don't they they, they take your money and then give you nothing except the safety score and and a, and a maybe maybe yeah. you'll get it yeah that yeah. just seems wrong it's not good yeah yeah and the other thing i found kind of interesting in that same conversation was um when elon was talking about driver what does he call them interruptions or, or the driver the driver will not have to make many uh interventions corrections uh, corrections yeah. to the drive and i'm thinking can't sell it that way like that's not you, <laughs> right you can't you can't tell a person you're probably never going to have to touch the wheel because that person is not going to pay attention that's going to be a problem right. i i know that they're they, they make you sign an agreement when you get fs beta that the, that the FSD beta that it's telling you that you have to be alert at all times, but saying what he did during the call, that doesn't help that because, right. because if you people don't are now thinking, I'm probably never gonna have to touch the wheel as I go to the grocery store. Like that's what I heard during the, during the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But probably he had that word in there and that one kind of matters. <laughs> it does. And, and eventually it'll be there, but not at release. Yeah, I don't even think it'll be there when they get their when they get their driver's license. <laughs> you mean the the regulation pass? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The car has a license to operate itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. still not going to be there, but it'll be close. But if, if 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 what Patrick and I and everybody else that's outside of California has seen uh, there, that was that was like you said. Depending on who's listening, that's that's a bit too much of a. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get where he's coming from, and I get he's enthusiastic, but that was too much of a of a sell there. It's not like he's selling to people in this call. He's answering questions. But, yeah. again, but like you said, somebody's going to hear that and, and, and totally misinterpret it. Yeah. I think they're misinterpreting it now. I, I oh, really yeah. do. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of people that, that you know, the, how much the, of us read the fine print when there'd we be less breathless articles or read something. Yeah. Like, it's, it's something that... Uh, that it's 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 got to be it's got to be promoted all the time, but not in a sales manner. It's got to be promoted that you have to pay attention. Oh and my goodness! The guy job. manually drove into the back of a truck by hand. Oh, we got to end FSD. It's like what? 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 Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that still exists, and like like both of you have said, it's it's not as good as they're <laughs> saying it is, based on your real world experience in the areas that you live. That's no um, hands right there, Derek. Right. <laughs> if you get it with the football, just walk. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, there, there's still some hurdles to overcome, and uh, the regulators are certainly going to be looking at those in the individual states uh, that they're trying yeah. to get it approved in. Yeah. Yeah. So we just had this. I, I was doing a drive, and it was uh, late at night, so there was nobody else on the road, and uh, it said I need to take a left coming up. And there's there's two lanes going north. And I'm in the left lane, which makes sense. We're going to go left. And it changed to the right lane. Why would it do that? And then these two lanes become four lanes going north. And when it became four, it got over to the right again. And yet the navigation still says I need to make a left. In 0.1 miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when we were uh, you know, like four meters from the intersection, it, it realizes this. And it changed over two lanes. And then for the for the right turn, that light was green. For the left turn, the light was red. And it started to go through the left turn. And, wow. and I don't know if it's because it already had seen the green light over there or what. So I slammed on the brakes because I wasn't going to – even though there weren't any cars around, I wasn't going to let it go through a red light. Right. Uh, you know, tap. How out. far uh, into the intersection when you slammed on the brakes? Like you were definitely uh, over the line, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The car was maybe a third of the way over the line. Okay. I mean, so yeah, it was it was entering the intersection. So I was in Richmond uh, last night, headed to um, actually Richmond, yes, but it was Mechanicsville, Virginia. I was headed to the Mechanicsville Supercharger, and the car took the right turn. Well, first it tried to be in the left-hand lane. I told it, "Don't do that." And <laughs> uh, before I could realize what was happening, because um, the way that the lane was structured, it it took um, the right turn lane in, into a Zaxby's um, instead of going straight and then taking the the, the next available right turn. Uh, into the supercharger uh, and at the last minute it tried to get back on the road when it realized this mistake but now i've got some good old boy truck behind me trying to run us through and so mm -hmm. i was like no you're just gonna finish this turn that you were making and then right. we'll figure it out from there i mean i'm sure physically you could have done it but uh, the last thing you want to do is just go uh yeah, back and forth as, and then blast it because now as, now now he's as, reaching for his gun rack as a passenger that has a lot of skin in the game <laughs> you uh -huh. do not want to let the car gamble right yeah, right me, me and yes. the baby yeah you gotta be safe first yes yeah and like i said if there were i wouldn't have i saw this coming i mean it was like why is it keep getting into the right lane when it knows it needs to make a left and if there would have been any other traffic around i wouldn't have let it get over i would have just all you have to do is hit the turn signal sock and that'll you can use that to, to have it change lanes without even doing an intervention of like you know grab the wheel type intervention. Yeah, uh, but it so was, yeah, it's, the, the visibility wasn't there for me to be sure that that wasn't the turn. I could see on the map. I was like, that doesn't look right. But I'm like, well, maybe it knows the shortcut because uh -huh. it is a freaking supercharger. How many Teslas come here? And <laughs> <laughs> that path should be well worn and optimized. Yes. Right. And, and no. <laughs> Derek, you cannot give the car verbal suggestions. No. Not yet. <laughs> Oh, get in the right yeah. lane, you freak! But as Patrick said, you can use the signals, and that will physically tell the car that you want to move to another lane. Until it decides yeah. that you were wrong, and it wants to get in the other lane, you got to tell it again and again. Yeah. Really you can also hit, hit the cancel button on right. the map. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah, there's yeah, it, it really likes the right lane. Uh, there's a weird until it spot. doesn't, and then it likes the left lane. Yeah, yeah, it's, it needs work. Oh yeah. 
It's not and perfect. That's fine. That's what betas are for. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just the, I, it's just that when, when we it. see this and he says it's almost done, it's like conceptually I can see how that could happen, but evidentially <laughs> you, you I'm also, not seeing that. You also you also <laughs> have to figure that Elon drives on a route that 48 of his engineers are yeah. all over. They know yes. every square inch of his route and the routes he's on typically because uh-huh. he'll tell them. So, right, and then yeah. the other the other folks that are always saying how good it is on in the beta with the YouTube on California. Um, one, it's California. Two, like you said, the engineers probably drive that road themselves as well. And then like right. the Chuck They're Cook driving. turn, they actually called it out. This is Chuck Cook's uh-huh. turn. Let's make it work. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if Casey and I tap the camera to submit some footage, it has like a one in sixty thousand chance. If Elon taps it, it has a one in one chance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Every time which, he taps it, um, it's in the training set. <laughs> so while we were in Richmond, I was setting up my mobile hotspot, and that was the the place that was not roaming. That's why I was there. And um, so I said, all right, let's hook the car up to it. So the car hooked up to it, and uh, I had at least twelve snapshots for it to go, and it it didn't use any data. It's like, yeah, I got the internet. Here's the, here's the song you want next. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So so evidently, whatever I I put, the car's like, yeah, I know what's going on. I don't even need to send that in. That's but bad. but when I come home, it sends gigabytes upon gigabytes of data. Right. <laughs> Unless it knows that's mean, a mobile hotspot, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll use your bandwidth, not theirs. <laughs> that's all, that's all they care about. So yeah, just, I gave you the Wi-Fi. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've heard of people who uh, accidentally hook up like their, their their iPhone or other smartphone, and then turn on tethering, and then then they get a text from their carrier saying um, you're almost out of data for the month. <laughs> you better be on an unlimited plan if you're doing that. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Uh, very few unlimited tetherings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. Yes, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I was just doing good. it to stream. Spotify while I play uh, was driving and not right, and the car decided to send. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any more uh, updates uh, for what we had just heard, or do you want to touch on anything, or should we go um, to use uh, to stories? Yeah, let's go to topics. All right. Um, here's an interesting one um, from uh, that was uh, sent in uh, via Drive Tesla Canada. Uh, they've indicated that. Um, there is some talk about the loot box coming back uh, oh, in the referral program yeah. with different prizes. Um, so uh, this is kind of out of left field. Actually, we did hear about this <clears throat> when they first, <clears throat> excuse me, when they first indicated they were going to drop the loot box. They said it would come back at some time in the future with some different type of prizes. So this is the first we've heard of it uh, since that point. Um, not I, I haven't seen anyone else report on this. Uh, it was just sent out today, so we'll have to see if we get some more updates on this. Um, there is talk about supercharger miles in this again. So, um, is that going to be the case, or is there going to be something different or some addition? Um, I believe we all thought that the supercharger miles idea was fantastic for yeah, for both yeah. parties. Um, and Tesla didn't lose all that much, anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. If uh, if you know they obviously own the network, but uh, pushing sales I'll, just seems to be a, a plus for everybody. I'll be able to use seems some supercharger like, miles when that truck gets here. <laughs> seems like a lot better idea than giving away roadsters. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Or multiple roadsters, I should say. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even mind giving away one or two, but like <laughs> if you can get two or three or whatever, I think it was a limit of two. But mm. yeah. 
Next one, we uh, already touched upon the next two, actually, which was, of course, that uh, the uh, battery packs for Cybertruck going to be at Fremont Factory to start. And uh, Tesla Semi uh, VIN decoder uh, info by the NHTSA uh, showed some light on production. And, of course, that photo that showed up today as well of the 24 vehicles, 24 semis in a parking lot uh, was shown as well. So... Won't touch on those, but move to the next one. Wait, wait, Hi. wait, wait, wait. So Go on ahead. the semi, um, in that VIN decoder, we learned a couple of cool things, such as um, it's, it's got the same uh, prefix as all the other Teslas, meaning, you know, this is a Tesla, and vehicle type is truck, um, which also makes sense, because what else could it be? Um, but uh, the digit five is for the type of cab, and they're all starting out with the uh, day cab, which leaves room for there to be a sleeper cab or any other type. Yep. And um, then they confirm the, the gross weight rating and um, the uh, the motor assembly. I'm still wondering now, that now that they've gone to tri-motor, is the steer axle also a drive axle or have they gone plaid with uh, with like the, 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 the rear tandem being a motor per side and then the, the one in the middle being one drive axle? Yeah, good point. Not sure how they divide up those three motors amongst the the three axles. Yeah, it'd be cool if they just did one on each axle, personally. Um, uh, of course, the plan of manufacturer is Nevada, and uh, the model year is 2023. Very no cool. surprise there, right? No surprise there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, next... <clears throat> Looks like uh, Tesla has acquired a new oh, Derek, storage spot. Derek had a good question. Uh, where's that picture? Because I didn't see it either. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll work on that. You talk about the new facility in Illinois. All right. Um, the massive warehouse in Illinois. That's one I haven't read yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, well, uh, so I, I looked up the market cap of Saudi Aramco. Okay. So a, a couple things that Musk said was Saudi Aramco plus Apple is how big he thinks Tesla can be. Okay. So Saudi Aramco is uh, 7.9 trillion. Let's just call it 8 trillion. And uh, Apple is 2.3 trillion. So oh, together wow. those two are 10 trillion. But then later he said he thinks it can be as big as uh, twice as big as Saudi Aramco. So now he's talking 15 to 16 trillion. So uh, it's it's less than one trillion today. It's been over one trillion. Tesla has, but uh, now he's saying it, it can get to ten or fifteen trillion. Yeah, uh, I can speak to the next article. Uh, so Tesla has uh, re released a nice little feature for uh, you, you Model Three and Model Y owners, where uh, now they're starting to get cold again. And after all the controversy last year about uh, and before about all the way back through 2017, about uh, oh, I can't get into my car because it's cold and, and like Tesla's like, just hit it with the back of your hand until it, until it lets you move it. Well, now there's a button in your in your app next to your phone key where you can, um, you can unlatch the door and it'll just let go. So as long as it's not frozen shut with like frozen rain, um, it'll unlatch and you can just pull on it. Still no icebreaker, but now you're not worried about the handle. Right. Are you guys seeing the, the share? We are now. Okay. So there's the shot from above. You can definitely see that they're semis. Oh, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. And they're they're all out. Twenty-four of them. So nice. uh, and a couple trailers. Yeah, that's kind of mm -hmm. cool. Very much so. 
I can't hide from the drone army. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still think I want two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be greedy or anything. <laughs> they'll, they'll be running. They'll be working. <laughs> so, back to the, the ice thing. Tesla, um, they've put um, heating elements around the charge port. Yes, right? so on the newer not, ones. Yeah. yeah, why not do that around the driver handle as well? And in and the window has to come down a bit for it to clear the scene, so uh, um, heaters along that part of the door so that because uh, when you get ice along the bottom it can't drop. Uh, the scene that does it would have to be of- have to be around the whole window though, Patrick, because you can even get you can get freezing rain that goes up to the top of the window, not just the base. Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah. well, plus got, the window, you got you have leakage from the cabin. Just run the heater, right? No matter how much you run the heater, it's it's not going to make a huge difference on the charge port, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so a heating element around. Well, okay. So now they have a solution where you don't need the door handle, right? And uh, it, so uh, maybe if they had best a part, no part. <laughs> yeah, if they had a mode where uh, the uh, the cabin heaters pointed at the windows. <laughs> they could do that like just uh-huh. pro- programmatically move it because now they've got your cloud uh-huh. profile so they know to put the vents back before you get in the car aim right. the vents at the window right because they know nobody's in the vehicle uh, you've done it remotely uh, so that that seems like it would work yeah actually I got a got a video that I can share of the uh, the door pop all right I'm going to turn off this machine's access to start it. It's a lot more sensitive than the Mac was to it. (laughs) Oh, yep. There's the door pop. You saw it pop out without the handle moving at all. Make it bigger, Mark. There we go. So I'm going to show the application here in a moment. There it is. The new icon. So it still won't work for frozen rain, but it'll work for everything else. Yeah. Pop. And then the screen comes on too. Yeah. It's not exactly a, a pop. It's just a let's let's go of the of the pin that holds it shut versus like our cars right. with the with the icebreaker where it actually pushes the door out. Yeah. Forcibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a nice little grab spot at the back of the door there that you can. Uh, do do be careful if it's uh, if it's going downhill. Because, well, <laughs> like the, must- cars, not, the, uh... the Mustang Mach E has got like a, a kickstand that pops out when you when you unlatch it, so that it can't smush your fingers. But that's not a part on the Tesla. Yeah, at least not yeah, yet. Don't, don't smush your fingers. That's good advice. It's painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next story we had on the list uh, was about uh, Gig Factory Texas new paint equipment oh. showing up, right? Uh, we had the Illinois uh, warehouse that Patrick and I didn't speak to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> That uh, that is a six hundred and sixty-seven thousand square foot facility in southern Illinois, just north east of St. Louis is where it's uh, located. So um, this is a, a storage facility. Uh, not sure what Tesla is going to be using it for uh, at this point, but there is uh, you know it's it's a multi-use uh, location. It could be used from, for some manufacturing as well as storage or some sort of a distribution delivery point as well. 
So uh, it's uh, it's on a, a main route uh, coming into uh, southern Illinois. So um, it will be interesting to see what what Tesla actually uses it uses it for. Maybe yeah, maybe Cato Road will be moving out there. I don't know. They'll it's, use it for uh, delivery crushes at the end of the quarter, <laughs> even though Elon yet again said they're not going to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly, exactly. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to see, though, that uh, that they mentioned that, they, that, they, that, they, that there's now an externality about why they can't do it. Because if mm -hmm. they ran out of delivery slots, uh, now they have to focus on getting the logistics straight. Otherwise, uh, there's just waste, even without the stock market jimmering in their ear. Uh, you've got cars that are sitting now, which means that, uh, that, that you, they're on your bill instead of the customer giving you cash for them. Yeah. So I wonder if it's um, anywhere near a train station. If, if uh, you could put cars on a train in Austin, uh, ship them up to Illinois that way, uh, warehouse them there, and then have uh, Tesla semis deliver them from there within 250-mile round or 500-mile round trip. <laughs> yeah, that would be very helpful, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. for Aren't they doing trains wise? in Germany? Yeah, but the, the, the in Europe, the trains have a lot less uh, of an issue because the, the freight companies don't own the track. And and they're they're a little bit better at scheduling. Um, I I have heard through other uh, Twitter posts uh, that Tesla is using trains more often from even Fremont. Oh yeah so, yeah my my car was delivered by train but uh, it 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 was delayed. <laughs> and yeah well the the problem with a train is uh, exactly as you've said it's not as direct and fast as a truck it's just not because they're going to staging areas mm -hmm. they're moving from train to train. And then they're going to some off-put facility, as Patrick mentioned, maybe this place in Illinois will have that ability. Yeah. But uh, they're going to some sort of a rail yard where they're shuttled around again, then unloaded, then put on a truck, then delivered to the final the final customer. But right. as as mentioned in the, uh, the the call today, if Tesla could could you know smooth out the delivery peaks and valleys, and they can do that by having different distribution centers across the country that yeah. store these vehicles. But then again, that's at a point where they're not selling every car they make immediately. Like right now, everything is sold before it's even manufactured. Right, but it's still a lot more uh, logistically friendly to, to get all, all your semis coming from one spot than, than getting them all over the country. Because especially now, uh, like with you see it with Model 3 and Model Y, where there's like, 10 configurations. You've got two different colors and <laughs> two different yeah. interiors. Uh, well, and, well, as they've said, they can't keep up with it now. Right. And then when it coming can... forward on Cybertruck, you've got one configuration, except for you know batteries and, and, and drivetrains. But um, there are no options on Cybertruck <laughs> that we, we know of. Eight colors, that's for sure. <laughs> right, right. So, so, so all of this goes to, like, you know, if we send 100 of them to the Illinois facility... All right, we know we've got 100 people that have orders waiting in that region. Now we don't have to worry about, oh, uh, Casey got the only color that, that, that's canceled. we got to find him and get him his car and hope he doesn't cancel. Uh, versus, you know, right now they fix that because they only have five colors with two interiors. But there's still this case of, you know, everybody's on vacation. Oh, the car's <laughs> ready. You need to get back from your vacation in, in two days because it's the end of the quarter. <laughs> or we're going to sell it to somebody else. So, yeah. so I think this will help smooth that out if, if they use it for that. But uh, even if they don't, Cybertruck itself will, will help with that part. Interesting. I wonder what it's going to be. Yeah, we're speculating, but that, that, that might work. Yeah. yeah. Next, uh, we touched upon it. Uh, uh, Texas uh, Gigafactory is now getting 
uh, an update to the paint shop. Obviously, they've been painting already because yeah. the Model Y is actually produced there. Uh, but there was, a, <laughs> there was a photo of uh, of them loading um, green, um, look like semi-trailers, uh, onto the second floor, rolling them in. So uh, this is something that, um, that they've uh, identified as paint shop because of the placement of where they're being loaded on the second floor mm -hmm. and what side of the factory it's at. So mm -hmm. uh, they're fairly confident this is this is the paint shop getting additional equipment. So do we think this will equal or excel, uh, exceed mm -hmm. the, the, the new uh, Austin, or sorry, Austin, the new uh, Giga Berlin paint shops that he was bragging on? Because it was a little I, weird that they didn't they didn't match it when they when they were yeah, uh, you would you would think if they were doing that they would have mentioned it at some point. Um, but it also could be, you know, we don't want to Osborne ourselves. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe maybe we just put in the paint equipment, start getting it up to sp speed, and then turn around and say, oh, by the way, we're now just as good as uh, the Berlin because here's the new colors. You can get maybe the new blue and the new maroon and the new silver anywhere in the world, or at yeah. least from these two factories. Yeah. Um, you're right, it could be that. Especially right now in Berlin, uh, they've got the new facilities, but other than the handful of tests, they only make white and black. Uh, they put in an application to make other colors, but uh, for what we're hearing, it hasn't been approved yet. I don't understand. That's that's a lot of like, hey, can we make an orange car? <laughs> we put in. A, it's like it's like as long as it meets your paint requirements, why not just let them do what what was already approved? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just the American in me. This sounds a little bit more like I, I understand having to get approval to build a battery line in, in Fremont because that's new engineering new structure big fire risk etc but uh, just another color come on yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. last thing we're going to touch upon this evening is uh, this little photo which uh, you guys can take a look at yeah so uh, kind of looks conspicuous a uh, couple of white crates outside that are slightly <laughs> angled in a certain way um, i'd say they're the cyber planter you're gonna get some trees <laughs> <for them. laughs> they're jumbo cyber planters that's exactly <laughs> what they are they're bigger than a 100 gallon container <laughs> that's we're gonna right. put trees instead of just shrubs <laughs> yeah you can see the plant food over to the uh, side of them that's what that's, that is that's what's a 7500 gallon mm. container over there <laughs> i don't know the size of it at all it's but, huge uh, but uh, this uh, obviously is a couple of Cybertrucks uh, delivered. Probably came from uh, Fremont. Probably came from maybe even, I'm sorry, not Fremont, but California. Uh, probably um, uh, Hawthorne. Yeah, uh, the, design the design studio. Center. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what is that next to them? Is that a windshield or something? That is some sort of a, a container. Oh. It's, it's got legs. It's the spare parts. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. But, this is uh, everything you need to test the juice. Now, 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 Tesla does have the ability that they've got a massive factory right beside where these are. are the, so this was put out for the drone army, I'm pretty convinced of. <laughs> Somebody wanted it to be spotted. They said, put them right out back. It'll be photographed. You can see the little red T on one of the, yeah. one of the uh, covers. So uh, I am sure that that's why they were put out. You can also see a bit of a palette. On this one, oh, you can see a pallet. Hmm. So uh, they uh, they've been put out to, to show that they've arrived, and maybe this, of course, is for the setting up of the line or lines uh, of the Cybertruck. 
Well, definitely you want to make sure that, um, that, the, that the, the, the parts of the line after the body in white can, can take the structure. And I guess going into the body in white, you want to make sure that any jigs and welding machines can, can match up to the, 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 the master blank versus yeah. before mm -hmm. you let them roll on their own. Because if they and all come guys, out slightly off angle, that'd be bad. <laughs> you guys, of course, remember as the uh, the factory didn't even have all the walls on, uh, Model Y in white showed up a few times, and, and they and, pushed and, it right to the edge where there yeah. was no wall. Right. So <laughs> this is this is another uh, another one of those. And, uh, and they did it twice. They did it in Austin and Berlin. Yeah. Uh, just so, a whole whole car ready to go. And ran its way through the factory. So this is uh, this is Tesla letting us know that the uh, the Cybertruck line or lines uh, are now uh, going to start to be configured. And of course, with Idra's uh, machine supposed to be arriving from Houston at any day now, yeah, um, it's uh, it's certainly um, uh, another piece of the puzzle. Either, either that, or the drone army just happens to know when deliveries are happening. They're just too darn quick. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the drone, some of the drone army has leaked a little thing. Hey, South End uh, tomorrow, hey, 3 p.m. Hey, uh, I'll meet you for lunch on Thursday if you if you meet me Wednesday at, at, at the East Dock at 3 p.m. There you go. There you go. Cybertruck beds, maybe. That could be the rear, uh, the uh, container, the beds. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? And then you said the uh, misleading reports about Berlin? Yeah, misleading reports uh, about the battery factory not being produced there. Um, they, they were talking, a number of different stories came out saying that the 4680 rollout in Berlin was not going to happen because they were starting to ship back machinery to the U.S. from Berlin. And it's like Tesla had to come out with a statement and said, no, no, just, you know, we're still running the way we're doing it. Yes, we're going to be producing 4680s in Berlin, and we've got a certain schedule, and we're we're on we're on track for that schedule. So uh, this was just uh, some stories, some rogue stories out there, uh, because of what they saw machinery leaving the plant had indicated that there was some trouble uh, when it came to producing batteries in Berlin. That's not the case. Warranty work. This whole machine is bad. Throw it away. That's right. <laughs> Don't send the technician. Just get rid of the whole thing. Get rid of it. We're, we're rethinking the entire plan because we got a bad piece of machinery. It's version two. We're on version eight. Come on. <laughs> Don't even bother installing that thing. Um, so Derek's asking, so if you need a color uh, paint in Deutschland, you need a special permit. And uh, so from what I'm reading in, 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 in the permits, like they, they had applied for a permit for another color and uh, uh, to the local council. And that that's exactly what it sounds like to me. I mean, I could be reading too far into it, but uh, they said, by the way, you know, we only make cars in white and black, and we put in a permit for another color. That's so, weird, isn't it? I, I mean, maybe it's a North American mentality. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Well, if anyone uh, is in Europe, uh, let us know if uh, if you know that uh, permits or, have to be taken out for colors. I wonder also if it might just be that particular place. You know, the whole situation with the cardboard forest and the water contamination. Oh my goodness, you got a little bit of firefighting foam in the dirt. Uh, did you want the place on fire? <laughs> By the way, the fire department put that foam in the dirt. <laughs> Not Tesla. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Cardboard forest. So they, uh, they, 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 they yeah, the rest of that story, they, they took the, they, they took ants a sample. And bats. <laughs> ants and bats and snakes. They, they took a sample of that dirt and they were now uh, doing an analysis on it. And they may have to replace all of that dirt with fill dirt. <laughs> 
But the only thing that makes sense to me with this this amount of frustration about the water is that perhaps it's an unfiltered uh, aqu aquifer or reservoir for the drinking water. <laughs> that would be the only play I'd understand being that tuned in on it to the point where, oh my goodness, there was there was there was um, would they say half a liter of paint when the uh, when the when the paint factory had a leak? Well, I, my my question to any of these people on these boards is. Uh, do they have any clue as to what's going on with Ukraine and their gas supply? Right. Uh, because Not just the gas supply, but also there's, there jobs. Is a, <laughs> there is a big reduction coming shortly uh, as winter sets in. And uh, Europe, which Germany is a large part of, is going to be shouldering a lot of this. I would yeah. think getting anybody they could onto electric vehicle to reduce gas and uh, petroleum imports uh, would be number one on their list. Exactly. And then, then also, like, you, all the times that these people are advocating to shut the plant down, thankfully the local council isn't talking about actually shutting the plant down, but they're listening to all these proposals. Uh, isn't that one of Germany's top employers by, by location now? Uh, that, that just seems a little cut-in-the-nose situation right there, cut-in-the-nose yeah. by the face. Um, because because oh. if you shut Tesla down, it doesn't make BMW better. It it, it just means that you've got ten thousand people twiddling their thumbs waiting for uh, whatever approvals to go through. Yeah. Well, with that, that's over two hours, guys. Um, <laughs> that's quite a bit. Um, we will uh, get together next week. Well, first of all, Casey, any any shoutouts from you? Yeah, you catch me at uh, YouTube.com. At Casey Green, <laughs> or you can do slash Casey Green. That works still too. And um, uh, I do a, a weekly live stream there. And uh, my my wife has been editing videos, so if she's got time to do it. I have not really much excuse to not be editing videos as well. So you'll be seeing more <laughs> stuff going up there in the coming weeks. Very good, Patrick. Any shoutouts? Sure. Uh, I blog occasionally carswithcords.net. Um, Elon mentioned the March of Nines. You can go to carswithcords.net and look at March of Nines. And, and if, if you didn't know what that was, I explain all of that and how it applies to Tesla. And how good is a human driver if you put it into Nines? Are they six? Are they eight? Uh, and that gives you a good idea how much FSD has to improve before it could uh, meet that threshold of being as good as a human. And, and uh, as much as we are distracted, uh, we're surprisingly good at not dying on the road most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> right. And I'm also with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at OEVA.org. Thanks. Very good. We thank Lee Moon for the music we're using. We thank Derek for staying with us for the entire show. Yes. And sending us comments. And the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks to Hockey Day and... Uh, JT and 010 who joined us as well in the chat room. So uh, we will see you all next week and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Positive. Test negative.